Welcome back. Today we're talking to Catherine Guidry of Catherine Guidry Photography and host of Mistakes Make Magic. On today's episode, you'll learn all about how Catherine talks about leaning into the fear and just going for it and not being worried to make mistakes. And if you do, you can make magic of them. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for a great episode. You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner, and we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves work wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to have Kathleen Guidry of Kathleen Guidry Photography and host of Mistakes Make Magic here with us today. Yes, we can't wait to hear from her all about daring to openly discuss your mistakes. Thanks so much for being here today, Catherine. Thank you. It's so fun to be on the other side of this today. <laughs> we <laughs> are that. so excited. So before we dive into everything, can you tell us a little bit about you and your business and your podcast? Sure. So I am a New Orleans-based wedding photographer and, like you guys mentioned, podcast host for Mistakes Make Magic. And I live here with my husband, Brad, who is an architectural designer. And about two years ago, we bought a home in the Garden District of New Orleans that's 120 years old and renovated it. And yeah, so we're living here with my dog, Chaos, shooting weddings together. And when we're not doing that, I guess we're out and about in the city. We love architecture. I went to school for architectural design too. And so that's definitely a shared passion of ours. And so, yeah, so when we're not doing work, you know, with the photography business, his design business, or running our Airbnb, we have a four-bedroom Airbnb in the Garden District that we also run and share that business together. And so when we're not doing those things, we like to bike ride and rollerblade and just spend time with our friends. We might need to plan a trip to New Orleans. I know. Yeah. (laughs) No, y'all totally should. New Orleans is the best. I've never been. I've never been. I've been like 40 minutes away. Yeah. Actually, I've never been. You mean to tell me you were 40 minutes away from New Orleans? You didn't come visit? No. Crazy. I was like 40 minutes. And then like the next day at like 6 a.m. I left. And I was like, why didn't I make it longer? Yeah. I ended up in the beautiful town of Shreveport. So not not quite as close. But. (laughs) Yeah, that one's a little bit of a hike from here for sure. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we will definitely have to make a plan for that. Yeah. Awesome. So, Catherine, we'd love to dive into um, all about your podcast. Will you tell us a little bit about Mistakes Make Magic and why you decided to start the show? Sure. Yeah, I love how you guys you know, pitched that Dare to Develop a podcast. I thought that was really cute. And I think the whole point of your podcast is really, really cool. And uh, for, for us... We, so Brad and I, we, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about where we are, where, you know, how we're feeling about our businesses. And we definitely have said from the beginning that our intent is always to be passionate about what we do. And about two years ago, I had been photographing weddings for close to a decade and I was starting to feel like I needed a new source of inspiration around that time, I personally had gotten very deep into listening to podcasts. So Mm -hmm. I'm more of like a business podcast junkie. I love, Mm -hmm. you know, inspiring and very tactile type podcast episodes. And so I told Brad, I was like, you know, I feel like I've been doing this long enough 
you know, wedding photography, I mean, long enough to help other people. And I love the idea of conducting interviews with people that I find inspiring. And so I think I want to start a podcast. And initially, we actually also were going to have a two-person interview team. Brad and I are going to do the interviews together, just like you guys. And we were going to call it the Entrepreneurial Couple. And the concept was that we were going to interview other couples who were both self-employed. Because when you're both self-employed, like you just... There's certain things that are happening in your life and, you know, you feel sometimes like, I don't know, can others relate to this? And but what I realized was that I felt like we were limiting when I did more research about podcasting. I felt like we were limiting ourselves in some ways by limiting the topics, limiting the conversations, the the potential guests and even the direction of the podcast moving forward. It just felt very specific. And I think specificity can be a good thing. But when I started to open my mind to having a little bit more freedom with it and understanding better why I wanted to podcast in the first place, that's when I fell into Mistakes Make Magic. And Mistakes Make Magic was the concept that came about when I really started to think about what interested me. And as a person, my biggest hangup in business is the idea of overcoming fear and letting go of perfection. I was raised in a very perfectionist household and I've always been a hot, like a high achieving, very, you know, perfectionistic person. And it sometimes is good, but a lot of times it holds me back because I can't get over the hump of wanting something to be perfect before I launch it, do it, even step into it. And so when I was brainstorming about the podcast and what I wanted it to be about was, yes, interviewing successful, inspiring, wonderful humans that I'm interested in, and then also understanding what they have done to get over those fears and how they have moved past their mistakes in order to achieve success. And the podcast has been great for that reason. It's helped me grow and understand that I also have to step out of my you know, perfectionist ways and ex- and embrace imperfection. And then in conversations with people who are high achieving, very successful, it's proven that no, no one doesn't make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes and it's awesome hearing about them. And so that's essentially how the podcast began. And that was in the fall of a little, was it two years ago, I guess we've done about 80, 80 something episodes at this point. Amazing. Amazing. I completely agree. I feel like also with the day of social media, we feel like we need to put out this perfect life and this perfect business. And then everyone has this fear that they have to be just as perfect. Mm-hmm. So I love, I've loved your podcast and the meaning behind it, all the interviews for a while now, but was there like a moment when you realized that this topic needed to be discussed? I mean, I think I realized it before I even began. I think I realized it in myself. That, you know, this is, this is a huge, huge struggle for me personally. And, and now I'm realizing obviously in hindsight that this is a huge issue for a lot of people. I mean, I literally got a text message from a friend today who wants to start a podcast and I keep telling her do it, but she's a high achieving perfectionistic person. And her text message today today said, how do you record a podcast without re-recording it over and over again? And my response to her was, 
you just do. You just do it. And then as you do it, you get better, just like anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe in the beginning, there were some episodes that I actually did re-record and I shared that with her. But over time, you start getting better at it. You make less mistakes. And then when you do make mistakes, you kind of realize like, okay, I can keep working through the podcast without having to re-record the whole thing. People are a lot more understanding and forgiving than you think that they are and that you give them credit mm-hmm. for. And a lot of times people don't even notice the difference. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that was when I, re- when I realized it was honestly before I began, because I knew it was something that I struggled with and I wanted to help others who struggled with the same thing. Was it nerve wracking starting a podcast all around the topic of mistakes and failure, like putting it out there into the universe, telling everyone you're going to talk about mistakes and you're going to ask your your guests to Mm -hmm. talk about mistakes too? Yeah, absolutely. I think the challenge for me was a two-parter. I was scared that people would think that I am unprofessional if they hear that I mess up or if I'm sharing mistakes about things I've done that they won't want to hire me. And then the, the the other part of that was that I realized it's actually pretty difficult to get people to open up about mistakes that they've made <laughs> because not, oh, not everyone is embracing imperfection as much as they say <laughs> they are. And, and I get it. Like it is uncomfortable sometimes, even whenever I've shared things, I'll look back and say, should I have shared that? But I guess at the end of the day, it's the truth. That's what I tell myself. Like, well, at least I'm not lying about it. It happened and, and mm-hmm. I knew it happened. And now just more people know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and honestly, it gets easier over time. It's like a friendship. You know, the more you open up, the more you feel like you can be vulnerable and it's okay, the easier it becomes. And it is okay. It People will mm-hmm. still hire you. No one actually thinks that anyone is perfect. Everyone messes up. And, and the more that people open up about those things, even like you guys were saying earlier about social media, you know, the more that people are sharing about things that aren't perfect, the more that other people realize like, oh, wow, I can have permission to do that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong, but on what were you or one of your guests on the episode, one of your episodes lost a ring during the like styling details part? That would be me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I did the same thing and I was listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) all these things coming back. And then I, mine had to happen where I had to get a employee to like bring up the wood. Oh, during the wedding. And I was like, so just mortified. And my couple was so just so nice about it they are like literally my sweetest couple but like I was listening to it and I was like I can relate yeah. I did that too I'm not the only one like- right yeah <laughs> and it's nice to know that you're not the only one and it's nice to know that everyone is you know not moving forward with this veil of like never messing up and mm-hmm. not only that but also the fact that you know, some of the mistakes that people are sharing are actually learning opportunities for others to listen to and think, okay, that happened to them. That was a mistake that they made, but I can take that information and make sure that I don't do that. I don't make that mistake. It's Mm -hmm. like getting someone else's hindsight, right? right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
I love it. Do you think that it's important for creatives to share and educate others on those mistakes? We kind of dove into that a little bit, but. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think that it's important for what the last part of that, that conversation we were just having a second ago about like learning from others' mistakes, because some of the mistakes are really small. Like, you know, I remember whenever I was at Jose Villa's workshop and he showed how when he's shooting, he takes the aperture ring on the contacts and he just like fiddles with it. And he talked about why he talked about the fact that when he had first started shooting that he spun the aperture ring to like F11 or F22 and all of his film was super muddy. Well, that was a mistake Mm -hmm. that he made. And because he shared that with me, I knew that that was something that could possibly happen. And so I paid particular attention to that. And it's the same thing. Like, I think this is important. This is important for people to be talking about how mistakes make magic because they're sharing their personal mistakes that they've made in an effort to prevent the other people listening in to from making those same mistakes. So that's like a huge part of it is just helping others and saying like, look, learn from me. Like I'm the old kid on the block. I've done all (laughs) these things, you know, don't do this. and, And instead you can avoid it. And then also I think it's good because you, you as humans tend to look at other people, I think, or let me just speak for myself. I tend to look at other people and say, wow, they, gosh, like, how do they do this? You know, if I did that, I would, Uh I would have messed up or like, I'm, I don't know if I can do that. And I think from an inspirational standpoint, it's also good to be talking about it because you realize that you can actually relate to these people that you put up on a pedestal and, you know, elevate so much in your mind and put yourself down so much sometimes to feel like, oh, I can't do that because I make mistakes. Guess what? They do too. And it's okay. And they're still achieving success because they didn't give up. They took that Mm -hmm. mistake and they learned from it and they pushed through it. And now they're continuing to move forward. So I think it is very good to be talking about those things and not just only to be talking about on podcasts or or in life or any interviews or whatever, to only be talking about the good things, which we do talk about good things, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also good to talk about mistakes that you've made too, just to help people even just feel better about themselves. Like, Definitely. you know, like how often do you get on Instagram and you're like, gosh, dang it. Everybody just looks like they've got it all together. And I'm over here. Like, you know, if somebody saw me right now, you know, (laughs) I'd be so ashamed of how I look or, or how my messy my house is or how far behind I am in editing or whatever that may be. And so I think it just kind of levels, levels the playing field mentally for you and, and gives people encouragement that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. I, I love what you said about how, you know, a lot of us sit there and think, well, I can't do that when really it's just the fear of making a mistake is the only thing we're actually holding back. You know, mm-hmm. like we we probably can do the thing. We just don't know because we're too afraid to make a mistake and even start trying. Yes. I mean, even with podcasting, like that in and of itself became an irony because as I'm talking about mistakes to make magic, I'm starting a new skill. And developing a new business. And I know you guys can relate because you guys are fairly like, when did y'all start your podcast? I know you you guys are batching a lot of stuff right now, but 
Well, like a month. Okay. Yeah. So we've been doing it about a month. Okay, cool. Yeah. No. So that's awesome because I know I can relate to that. And, and it is super scary anytime you're doing something new or even if you've been doing something for a while and you mess up, you're like, oh shoot, you know? And with the podcast, it was so funny because I'm here over here, like mistakes make magic and like making tons of mistakes. (gasps) I mean, I shared this on the podcast, so I don't know if you guys know this story or not, but I, um, I've actually deleted an ex an episode on accident. Oh no! Yeah, I did. I did an interview with Natalie Frank and, you know, it was a wonderful conversation. She's, I mean, you know, such a leader in, in the industry, the creative industry with rising tide. And after the interview, my husband, you know, I put the, I put the, the, audio file on the computer because we record locally, which that was a lesson learned there that you should probably have a backup, but we record locally only. So I put the media file on my desktop and then Brad typically would take it and edit it. Well, usually before he does that, we back it up to like the cloud or a hard drive or something like that. Well, I guess he got super busy and then I'm super OCD. So I actually just deleted it because I thought we had it backed up somewhere and then I cleared my trash can because I also am famous for doing that. And yeah. and then after I did that, about two or three weeks later, I checked in with them and I was like, hey, you know, is Natalie's is Natalie's episode ready? I think I think I'm going to post it this week. And he's like, Natalie, you know, and he, he's like, that doesn't sound familiar. Natalie Frank. Oh, no. Yeah. And so that was about the point that we both realized that it was missing. So we looked for it and looked for it. And then. I went for a walk and on the walk, I realized like it just like hit me that I, I remembered seeing the visual on my computer, like her name. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I think I deleted it. So, yeah, I mean, I've I've even made mistakes on the podcast. <laughs> you know, it's just you you just learn from what you do and and just keep moving through it. Mm hmm. I love that. Well, speaking of the podcast, what are some of the best lessons you've gleaned from other creatives you've interviewed on the podcast about their mistakes on their creative journeys? That is an interesting question. I, what are some of the best lessons that I've learned? I feel like the the biggest takeaway for me has been, I guess, just more of an understanding that People aren't as elevated. (laughs) They're not as elevated or as different from you as you think that they are. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's an insecurity of mine and not everybody feels this way or maybe maybe you guys are like, no, we feel this way. But I definitely I definitely feel or have felt a lot intimidation. And I still feel that sometimes about interviewing certain people or interacting Mm -hmm. with certain people. But then once they start talking about their life, their mistakes, and even just meeting people, you start to realize like, oh, wow, they're just a, they're just another person. And Mm -hmm. They're not different from me. They're just maybe more experienced or maybe they're inspired by something different or maybe they have like a different perspective that I don't have, but I do have this or I can develop this. And so I think that's been really encouraging. And hearing about people's mistakes, it really just like, like I said earlier, like kind of like mentally levels the playing field because you're like, okay, they're like, it's fine. It's fine if I mess up. There have been a lot of specific stories about things that people have shared 
just instances that have happened to them. Like I like specific stories on the podcast because I think when people share those specific stories, you can like remember them. And so, you know, that has been good. Like even for example, Tasia Trené, she owns Firefly. Like she came on the podcast and talked about this situation that like, like a specific scenario, basically she's a wedding planner where a room block hadn't been canceled and the room block was going to cost the clients. I can't remember the exact number, but it was like definitely over 70,000. And so when the client had called Tasia, she was like, oh my gosh, this is our fault. You know, we will figure it out. Yes, we're a small business, but like, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll pay for it, whatever. And then thankfully, actually, the family was just like good people. And she said that they ended up calling her back and essentially letting her know, like, look, we'll we will try to upgrade everybody that we can. And then whatever is left over, we'll split. And so, again, I can't remember the exact figure, but maybe she ended up having to come out of pocket around 10 to 15,000 versus, the you know, 75 plus. And so like that specific story, I ended up being able to take that. I had another wedding planner friend of mine in a very similar scenario almost right after that interview. Oh, that's crazy. Serendipitous. And so I was able to say like, oh my gosh, this happened. And here's what, here's what she said. You maybe reach out to her or even just go listen to this podcast. And so sometimes it's little things like photographing the rings, for instance, like don't put the rings on a, you know, an old Cajun house where there's, Holes in the floor decks, like you know. No, I learned that one yeah, too. Like, be smarter than that. So maybe it's something specific, or maybe it's something very general about something that they were struggling with, or or maybe something personal. I mean, like literally so many things. I mean, I had somebody come on and say, "Don't don't prioritize your business over your family. Like if you want a family, don't wait." Like literally, there's been so many different instances that it's hard to even pinpoint one. But I think it varies in terms of general to specific and definitely learned a ton from everyone who's been so willing and and graceful Mm -hmm. to like share. Hey, Christine here. We'll get back to the episode in just one moment, but I wanted to share with you all a little discount code on my print shop. If you're needing any prints for your house or your workspace, go check out my landscape photography at christineherman.com. There'll be a discount code of 20% off if you use the code dare to develop. Now back to the show. I think that's like how you talked about just like mentally feel like leveling the playing field mm-hmm. because I feel like we build up people in our heads. Yeah. So when you do start talking to me, like, Oh, they are just like mm-hmm. me and they're all, they are just this nice human. And this community that we have as wedding vendors is an awesome community. Yeah. I loved when we actually had a chance to meet you, Catherine at hybrid co this past spring and just all of the opportunities that conference had to mingle with like keynote speakers and just all these people that even the conference elevates to right. be quote unquote, the most important people because they're the headliner speakers or hosting breakouts and just how, how down to earth every single one that we talked to on a personal level at a cocktail hour or sat down and had lunch with. And it it really does help remind you that they're people too, Mm -hmm. right? And they're willing to talk about the highs and lows. They're not just their Instagram feed of success in real life. And they're, that's really who they are. And we build them up to be what we see online or what 
accolades we know about them and just how real it is. So talking about mistakes is just such a great way to do that. Oh, yeah, I think so too. I think it's been super fun and and I've I've really been enjoying it for sure. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything through your business that you feel like you learned from the most, like a mistake that you're like, okay, that was, that was a great learning experience. So, okay. This really quick, this is the challenge in asking people about mistakes. This is, this is the challenge that I actually face every time I interview someone, because it's like in your brain, you go, oh my gosh, there's so many, you know, and how many times if I had a dollar for every time somebody said that, you know, and it's hard to even narrow it down whenever you say like the biggest. And I think whenever you say the biggest, I think people tend to go general and I, and I tend to go that route too, because it's hard to identify like this one specific, like I could tell you a million little small things that I've done, like that I've messed up on. And and I do tend to kind of filter those in here and there in stories. But if I had to say like the biggest, I think this idea of fear has held me back for a very long time, even specifically in terms of like my education brand. And I can get a little bit more granular here. So Mm -hmm. like seven or eight years ago, I had auditioned for Creative Live. Do y'all remember when Creative Live was like the thing? Yes. I learned my wedding photography through Jasmine Starr yes. Creative Live. Same. So. <laughs> Same. I've been watching Creative Live since then as well. Okay. And I loved the, the platform and they did this like open audition where they told everyone that watched that you could have the opportunity to, to be on it. And mm-hmm. I was like, for whatever reason, oh, like never, never taught anything in my life. Never did any mentoring, <laughs> no podcasting, that. no nothing. No yeah, fear. Just like, oh yeah. Yeah. Ironically enough, like no fear. Okay. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. So I flew out to Las Vegas. Okay. Well, first I sent in a video and then they picked me as one of like six people to go out and like audition live. And they had these specific Ooh. requirements that you had to do. You had to have a topic, blah, blah, blah. So flew out to Las Vegas and I did the audition live in front of the panel, which was like Jasmine Starr, Sue Bryce, George Veronekis, and then anyone who wanted to tune in. So of course I like told all my friends and family, all my social media, like everybody watch. I mean, (laughs) and I have to say the people who I was auditioning against were so great and like so experienced And the girl that won. So spoiler alert, did not, did not win. But the girl who went was very well deserving. And when I went up to pitch my my topic, Sue Bryce was like, you know, she was encouraging. She said, my work was very strong. She's like, your work is impeccable. Like, great, great work. But your teaching skills, why, why do you want to do this? I, I don't think you have any experience. Like, you're just not ready. And... Everything she said, honestly, was 100% true. And if you guys follow Sue Bryce at all, she is very, very valid with her critique and very to the point. And I am mm-hmm. super sensitive as a person. <laughs> Me <Okay>. too. <laughs> so we should know all these things. And so I broke down crying publicly while I was being critiqued. And it was it was mortifying. Now – the magic that came out of that though was numerous. Like, yes, I made a mistake in terms of 
like I didn't really have any experience and I went in very naive, but a lot of things came out of it. Like I created a better relationship with Jasmine Starr and George Veronakis, who then introduced me to Black River Imaging. They ended up like hiring me on as a sponsor to speak on their behalf. I still work with them to this day. And that ultimately did Mm -hmm. kind of begin the process of me learning. But I think even still, I held myself back because I was so affected by that public display of like my lack of knowledge that I almost tiptoed into education for like seven or eight years. And it really wasn't until about two years ago, right around the time that we started the podcast that I was like, you know what, what am I doing? Like I could be helping people. I could actually be learning and getting better at this. Like, yeah, I've done a few things here and there, but I'm really, I'm holding myself back. And a lot of that was fear-based. And so I think long story short, I think for me, the biggest mistake is just not not putting myself out there enough as soon as I should have and like letting those moments of failure define me for too long. Like you gotta, you gotta make the mistake, get over it and then just step into that magic. Like you really have to just do it as quickly as you can, because if you let mm-hmm. it keep you down, I think being down and being sad and, and grieving failure for something is okay. But like you have to come out of it better and stronger and and when you're ready as soon as you can so that you can step into the good that's ahead and not let it mm-hmm. keep you down for too long. So I think that would be probably oh, one of the yep. biggest mistakes that I made. Yeah, that I mean, I agree with how you're saying how I think it when it comes to a business owner, when there is a mistake, how fast they learn and grow mm-hmm. from it is really important on their future growth and love how you turn that mistake into such a magical moment. Thank for you. Yes, I know. I may like, I've definitely had mistakes where I did not learn right away, which <laughs> has okay. led to a lot more heartache than it should have, which involved two hard drives failing back to back, like within two weeks, no. um, which was just a lot of lost time and energy, thankfully, thanks to backups. But I had done like I had pretty much edited a whole wedding and several sessions that I wasn't quite done with. And the hard drive crashed. And I had to like cut my losses on the time I had spent and then like bought a new heart bought, you know, several new hard drives started everything again and was like, I'll back it up on Friday. And then it crashed before Friday. So I essentially like edited the same things three times. And I was like, well, should have learned that lesson. Like, can't believe I didn't learn it, you know, two years later, but definitely how quickly you learn and put into practice something to safeguard it from happening. Yeah. is the way to go. 100%. 100%. So to pivot just a little bit, can you talk a little bit about running a podcast with your husband? Sure. Okay. So I probably should clarify that Brad is about 20% involved at this point. Um, Initially, we were definitely 50-50 and I'm so grateful that we were 50-50 in the beginning, because I think that's when I needed him the most. He is definitely an audio guy. And I don't know about you guys, but nothing frustrates me more than whenever I really, really want to listen to a podcast and I can't understand or hear the audio or that the volume is all over the place. And now that I understand the importance of audio from a technical side, I'm even more so like that. 
I listen to my podcasts a ton in the car. And I think that's when it becomes really challenging to hear sometimes. So Brad, you know, he is an audio guy, like he's a musician. And so his role in the beginning was essentially anything like technical and audio. So like figuring out how to record, where we need to upload it, anything that was off in terms of sound, he would tweak. He still is doing that for me today. If I'm having trouble interviewing someone, like hearing someone on an interview, he'll come, he'll step in. But he was also doing editing and like uploading it to Libsyn and all of that. Now that we are like very much into a flow, he really only just comes in when he needs to, to help with like sound or little tweaking things on the editing end. So I actually do edit the, Mm -hmm. edit the podcast. It's to a point now where I don't feel like it needs a ton of editing, thankfully. And the people that I'm interviewing are also people who like have done interviews before, if that makes sense. And so they kind of, they kind of Mm -hmm. also understand what to do and not do like, you know, have like a tick sound. Have you ever talked to anyone where they the whole time? That's that's little things that I would edit out in the beginning. And now I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not having to do that as much, which is really nice. So Brad, mainly that's his department is just helping with audio. And at this point, I essentially choose the guests, do the interviews and the little bit of editing that I do, I'll edit. But it really is very, very, very minor. We love that. I mean, I love that you leaned on him when you needed him at the beginning and then you slowly figured out what worked best for each of you. Yeah, we worked together a lot. I mean, he and I were both creatives. Like I said, we met in art, like I went to architecture school. So did he. So I help him today. I I was in in the office with him for like 45 minutes looking at floor plans and I'm filming a, a course right now. And so he'll be with me at some point of the day listening to the script or looking at the the visual. So we really work together in a lot of different capacities. It's just kind of more of whose project it is. And it's kind of nice because the things that we work on 50-50, which is really only the podcast in the beginning and then our Airbnb, it's like we tend to butt heads because we both feel like we're the head chief. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's kind of nice for us to have our our project that the other one helps with. Cause for instance, if it's his design work and I come in and I say, Oh, I think you should put the door here. He can say, mm, no, I'm just going to leave it here. You know, <laughs> he can be the head chief there. So, but yeah, that's what it's like working with him. And as you guys know, any partnership just takes a lot of communication and figuring out what your individual roles are and just being super patient with one another. Definitely. We've definitely learned that even in the first couple weeks of the podcast. So I love that. So to wrap up our conversation, what tips do you have for our listeners who are trying to move forward from a past mistake they've they've made? How can they make magic out of it? Yes. I love this question. So if you are somebody that, you know, recently made a mistake or you're going to be in a position moving forward where you mess up really, really badly, I would say the first thing to do is to hesitate, like before you go and share it or like even talk to other people about it, I would first allow yourself to comprehend it and move through it individually. Like whether that means grieving it or just panicking over it, just kind of be with yourself for a minute before. I mean, I see so many people who make big mistakes and then they go and like blast it on Facebook before they even have figured it out or thought about it. 
Yes. And they're just mm-hmm. at, <laughs> and they're just seeking advice on it. And I'm like, but have you even given yourself the time to think through this and process it on your own first? So definitely spend the time with yourself first, thinking about, okay, what happened? What did I do wrong? Forgiving yourself and then like brainstorming on your own about how you can move forward from it. If it's a mistake that impacts someone else. Before you do reach out to that person, maybe seek counsel from like two to three good friends that you trust. Like, hey, this is a mistake I made. What can I do to fix it? And then once you've kind of, again, gathered your own thoughts about how you'd like to move forward, then if it, say, involves a client, for instance, and you reach out to them, then you just apologize, you know, and ask. I think this is a big one. Ask what they think can make it right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, an apology, that's an under, that's an understood, like you have to apologize. Right. But also when something happens that affects someone else, they may, you know, n- most of the time you can't like fix it. Right. I mean, it's messed up, it's a mistake, mm-hmm. but they may have an idea about what you can do to make it right. That might even be different than what you thought. And maybe something that's mm-hmm. less than what you thought. Like maybe you deleted all their wedding photos and you're freaking out and you call them and you, you know, you tell them you're sorry. And instead of just saying, oh, and I'll do this X, Y, and Z for you before you even do that, say, what can I do to make this right? And that can translate mm-hmm. into anything, business, personal relationships, friendships. If you mess up, you can tell them you're sorry after you've accepted your own mistake and then figure out what that magic can be for them. and do that. They may say, well, you know, if you refund our money and you do our, you document our Christmas, that would be enough. Or I don't know. I don't know what that would be in that situation, but that's just an example. But I think that can parlay into mm-hmm. a lot of things as far as taking your mistake and making it magic. And if it's a mistake that only affects you, then you ultimately have to take the time, understood that you messed up, grieve over it, forgive yourself, and then accept it and move on. The longer you sit in it, like I said earlier, the longer you sit in it, the more you're just holding your back, holding yourself back from moving into a space that could be awesome for you if, if you allow yourself to to work through it. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. Such great advice on how to find the magic. And that magic might look different for different people. And if your mistake does involve someone else, that they might have an idea of what would make it better in a different capacity than maybe you or whoever you got counsel from mm-hmm. would. So I love that. Yeah. Advice. Thank you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing more about your podcast and your heart behind the stakes. If you don't mind, we'd love to go into some fast facts for our listeners to get to know. You okay. Yeah, more. sure. Perfect. All right. First question. What do you shoot? With? I shoot with the Nikon D3S and the contact six, four, five. I'm going to ask you our other question for creative, since you also run a podcast business and other creative businesses. What is your favorite tool you use in business? Can it be my cell phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, my cell phone. When you're done with a wedding, do you have a post-wedding snack that you always find yourself? Uh, I love to? diet root beer. Mm. Does that, it doesn't keep you up? No, it really doesn't. But it does feel like a calorie-free sweet. That will probably make me brain dead in like, you know, 40 years, but I love it. It's yes. so good. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wedding Coke person. So I'm always like on the way home having to do yeah. Coke. <laughs> so I, I have the caffeine yeah. and the sugar. It's fine. 
you just don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so Catherine, do you have any music or pump up jams that get you in the creative mind space, either before you're doing a podcast or before a wedding day? So when I'm working, I really love to listen to instrumental music, like really Me soft, too. easy, chill, relaxing instrumental music. And whenever I am done with a wedding, I pr- pretty much want silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Afterwards, brain, our brains are going super Yeah, hard I'm like, oh, relax. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yes, yes. What is your favorite thing to do outside of the industry? I love to bike ride. I absolutely love to bike ride. Brad and I, we bike all over the city and we love to take our bikes to different cities. And yeah, it's just my favorite thing in the whole world. Are we talking road bike, cruiser? I have a trailblazer, which is like a cross between a road bike and a mountain bike. And it's, it's very, it's not like a fast paced type thing. I I just enjoy riding. Like sometimes we'll go for speed, but a lot of times we're just like biking to be in the sun and to see the city and like get some exercise. Yeah. Amazing. What is the best educational course, book, or even podcast that you've learned from? Hmm. Oh, that's so tough. Gosh, I am a sucker for knowledge. I love, can I give you a few? Yes, yes. totally. We'll link all of them in the show notes. Probably. Okay. Favorite podcasts. I love Marketing Made Easy. I love Millennial Money. I love Jasmine Starr's podcast, The Jasmine Star Show. And I love How I Built This. Those are probably my four mm-hmm. go-to podcasts. And books. I'm reading Edge right now, which is awesome. I also love The E-Myth. And, oh gosh, I've read so many good books. I think just an easy one that's like encouraging would be Girl, Stop Apologizing. It's Rachel's second book, not her first Yeah, I like the second one. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So what is one daring leap you've taken in your business or with the podcast? What is a big leap? Well, honestly, what I'm working on right now is a huge leap for me. So I'm working on a project called The Posing Plan. It's a posing course intended to help photographers understand how to get timeless natural posing over and over again. And it's something that I've been wanting to do for gosh, probably two years, but haven't had the space to do so. And I made a commitment to myself about six weeks ago that by the end of this month, I would finish. And I think I'm going to meet my my deadline. So I'm, that's, that's a big leap for me because it, it definitely involved doing something that I was scared of and that it's taken a lot of self-discipline to put forth. And so I'm really very excited for it. So Catherine, what is one thing you feel like you're great at in your business? I would say communication, which for anyone who is running a business, I think that that's a skill if you're not great at, you should try to get better at. And I do think that I've gotten better at it over time. And for communicating in my business, it's something that I feel like has allowed me to get referrals when my images weren't maybe the best. And then now that Mm -hmm. my images are better 10 years later, I think it's it's just an added part of the experience that the clients don't even realize when they're going in that they'll get is somebody who is willing to communicate and be clear with them and hopefully, you know, just be there for them throughout the process. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Completely agree. Be well-rounded, being able to just, our brides were there with them mm-hmm. like the whole day, our brides and grooms. So just being able to communicate what we need and just be a, just, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Wealth of yeah. knowledge yeah, and yeah. trust. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. So where can our listeners find you? Website, Instagram? Yes, I would say that if they are a photographer and they want to get information, just like educational, extra educational resources, that they could go to catgresources.com. That's a great starting point. And from there, they'll be able to get, or if they're creative, not a photographer. I mean, there's podcast episodes from, gosh, a ton of different creatives at Mistakes Make Magic. But um Catchy Reese's is a good place to start because they can go in and get links to all the different avenues there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We will definitely link your website, your resources, and Mistakes Make Magic. So before we take off, do you have any special announcements or offers you want to make sure our listeners know about? Other than what we just talked about, the course, I think that if they are interested in getting more information on that, they can go specifically to theposingplan.com. If they're like, no, I just want to learn about Kat's posing course that she's talking about. I feel like posing is something that I struggle with or like, I don't know what to do if I only have five minutes with the couple or you know, I feel like my poses are mm-hmm. stiff. Any any of those types of thoughts, if they want information about that specifically, then yeah, go just go straight to theposingplan.com and you can get more information about that there. Perfect. Perfect. And in closing, what is one thing you want to dare our listeners to do after hearing your I want to dare our listeners to have confidence in who they are and to just believe that they can do whatever they want to do and to not let the fear of mistakes holding them back, hold them back, or the fear of anything hold them back because they can truly accomplish it if they give themselves the space and the time and the effort. I love that. Just not letting anything hold them back, not letting the fear mm-hmm. hold them back, right? The cheesy quote, the don't let the fear keep you or fear of striking out keep you <laughs> from playing the game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Catherine. We so appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you. And I can't wait to keep tuning in to more episodes. It was so fun to have another podcast host, Catherine of Mistakes Make Magic, on the podcast today. We loved hearing from her about all her trials and those mistakes that she has made such great magic moments with them. So we hope you take her dare of not leaning into the fear and just going for it and work on those magic moments. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodevelppodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way.